God states very clearly that faith without works is dead. You have people inside the Senate. You have people that are supposed to be on your side. Make the decision to live and die on your turn. You are not wrong. They have lied to us about everything. The border, the elections. I remember America and the American gun owner are the only things standing in the way of the Great Reset. Who's got the teaching aid? We are fighting a war against principalities. We are fighting a war against evil. I pray that we get to look into the eyes of every single child in this country proudly that those children can look back and be proud of us, knowing that yes. we fought for them. Men, I don't talk with empty words. Those teaching aids, those are called balls. Gentlemen, I've given you back your balls. You only got one? Improvise. God's given us a chance to make it right. He's created a remnant for a reason. You are the remnant. I want you to know we're winning. God is with us. And in the end, we know how this ends. Welcome back to another episode of Conservative Daily Podcast. We are your hosts. I am Joe Oltman. And I'm Ash Epp. Welcome back. Hey, it feels good to be back. Good Feels really back. good to be back. Um, had a, uh, I got the chance to speak in Houston. That was uh, uh, quite the event. It was a rodeo. They had a rodeo there. Oh, that's cool. So it was pretty good. It was John Steuben's deal. Um, on top of that, um, I got to. I mean, I'm. You know, I've been a, a resident, a technically a resident of Texas since uh, August. Technically. Exactly. Yeah, but um, I got to meet all my neighbors, which was really, really neat, even the, even the uh, ones that were liberal. So quite the interesting, quite the interesting uh, ordeal, actually, for me. It was great. Yeah? Yeah. That's good. Pretty That's neat good. stuff. That's good. I'm not thrilled that you're leaving Colorado, but... Well, know. I mean, I'll still be back here for the fight. Yeah. I'll still be here. I mean, there's there's a lot of things that, that I need to do here in Colorado, a lot of people I need to support, and so I'll be doing that. And then I have the, the case with Coomer, mm. which, you know, today is going to be talking about the call to disarm Americans. And, you know, it's it's gotten to the point where we are dealing with some pretty massive issues with the left and the right. So remember what we said before. The last thing they have to do is disarm you. So they want to disarm I mean, keep in mind, they're, they're giving weapons to Ukraine. That's their ally. We, we, you know, I saw this. Yep. And Russia, they want to disarm because that's their, their opponent. That's their, that's their nemesis. Well, we're their nemesis. Americans are their nemesis. And Americans are standing in the way of them fully enslaving the American people. And if you, if you can't see it, I don't, I, don't know how to, I don't know how to help you. I don't know how to help you. But... I've been talking about this book. Yeah. And it's called The Doctrine of the Lesser Magistrate. Have you read that book? I haven't read the book, but I'm familiar oh with The Doctrine goodness. of the Lesser Magistrate. Okay. So this book by Matthew um, Trawala is amazing. It's an amazing book. Now, he, here's the problem with that book. That book was written back in 2013. Mm. It's in 2013. I didn't even know about that book. I didn't even know about that book, but a friend of mine sent me that book and said, Hey Joe, you really need to read this. And I was like, okay, I'll read it. Mm -hmm. uh, Mr. Producer, it looks like we're having trouble on rumble. Are we having trouble on rumble? Uh, let me check. Yeah. 
we can check that up if we could, please. But they're, um, yeah, we're we're offline pretty much everywhere, guys. Yeah. So, j- just so you know. I'm watching us on the website and on Frank's Beach right now. Oh, are you really? Okay. Yeah. Well, we're just not on those two things. I think that people are waiting for us to go live. Maybe it's just me. I'm going to find out if it's just me. It might be just me. Yeah, I don't see it on Rumble either. It looks yeah. like we're down on Rumble. It's not on Rumble and it's not on DLive. So sorry to, to say that to everyone while we're on here, peop- but there's a lot of people that are waiting on Rumble and on DLive, and so I want to make sure that they uh, can get back on. Okay, so... Um, yeah, no live feed. So today we're going to talk. We got a lot to talk about. Yeah, ton to talk about. Yeah, there's the, there's so much going on right now across you know across the board across all the stories that we've been following. Whether it's the elections, whether it's uh, COVID and and monkeypox and all of those um, things. Whether it's the uh, the January sixth documentary that drops today. Um, but we're going to be talking about guns this morning because the calls to, to disarm the American people reached a fever pitch over the weekend. And um, we're going to be going through through some headlines. I want to wait to get started until we've got all the feeds up. But Yeah. Um, um, oh, please. Guys, we've got to figure this out. Seriously. I mean, we're not, we're not going we're, we're to sit here and, and mumble along and, and talk until we actually get this fixed um, because we do have a ton of people that are that are waiting right now. Yeah. Um, yeah. <sighs> so hang tight. So anyway, we'll, we'll, we're going to kind of stall a little yeah. bit for those that are listening. Um, yeah. If you're watching us on, uh, on Frank's beach or on conservativedaily.com, we will, uh, well, we're going to, we're going to tap dance here for a few minutes while we get the other feeds up before we jump into the content. But, um, yeah, there's there's uh, there's there's so much going on with calls for gun control. We have new information coming out from uh, the Uvalde shooting. There, it appears that one of the first people on the scene was the chief of police. Yeah, did nothing. Didn't have his radio. Yep, didn't have a, didn't radio. Have a radio. Yeah, chief of police doesn't have a radio. Yeah, when he shows up to a mass shooting. How did you forget your radio? And by the way, if you were the first one on the scene, why didn't you go like in? they attached to their shoulder, too? I mean, like you put on your... I don't know. Put on I your uniform. You're kind of... You, you should have your radio. There's that... Uh, the, there was yes. that medical center shooting in Oklahoma. The victims of that have been released. Um, so we're going to be going through all of it this morning, just as soon as we can get the feeds up. They, I just reset all of them, so they should be. Are they working now? Not on Rumble. It no, look like it. not on Rumble and not on D Live. Oh, yep, we're on D Live now. Hey, we're okay. up on D Live. All right, we're, we're up on all of them. I, I just had to turn them off and on on Vmix or on Restream. So. Well, okay. we have one person watching, which is good. Did you get up on Rumble? Yeah, I think there's a problem with the the feed. Now it says nine people watching, which there's a lot more than nine people watching on Rumble. Okay. If you just joined us on DLive, and if you're joining us in on Rumble, we've been trying to figure out what's going on with the feeds. We're going to get started in just a minute. Just uh, Okay, it looks like we're on Rumble now. It's all still right. not playing for me, though. That's weird. Okay. Uh, all right. So welcome, everybody. <laughs> now that we have all the feeds Sorry, up, technical difficulties well, are fixed. <laughs> welcome, welcome to the show. Um, we're talking about gun control this morning, and, uh, and Joe is back, which is very yeah. exciting. So if you missed all of that excitement, yeah. I spoke at a, an event in, in Houston, actually in Pasadena, 
It was a rodeo. It was a lot of fun, and we talked about what we're facing as a nation. It goes back to that uh, one that I did, um, the broadcast that I did, related to all the things that kind of tie in, and gun control was one of the biggest. Um, and so we were also talking about this book that I've been reading, and um, a friend of mine sent me that book, and that book was called um, The Doctrine of the Lesser, of the Lesser Magistrate. And so if you're not familiar with that book, it's by Matthew uh, Truwala. And Matthew, you know, I had somebody say that he called for the death of or murder of uh, abortion doctors. That's not true at all. Um, he never did that. Matter of fact, he, you know, that, that was something that came out from the Southern Law, uh, Poverty Law Center that came out and, and made that up and said that he was responsible for it because he basically said that because he was standing up against abortion. And if you remember in the uh, mid-90s, they stood in front of abortion clinics, and, and the whole concept of uh, the lesser magistrate is to stand in the gap. And in, right. in chapter one, it actually talks specifically about the gap. Like, what is the gap? And I was like, you've got to be kidding me. And the more that I read this book, the more it hit the things that I had talked about, mm -hmm. and I had never read the book. So being in the gap means standing between the adversary and the people they're trying to harm. In other words, standing in, in the middle of the people within our society and in our communities and standing in the middle saying, we will protect them. Mm -hmm. Like it or not, the, the people in our community, the ones that have their head in the sand, the ones that are going around with blinders like this, the ones that are, that are looking around, th those people, they need to be protected too. They don't know it yet. Yeah. It's like being in Nazi Germany. They don't know it yet, but they will. Yeah. But they will. Yeah, and, you know, I mean, to, to summarize Doctrine of the Lesser Magistrates, when tyranny becomes law, resistance becomes duty. We have a duty to stand in the gap when, uh, when our rights are being stolen and uh, when, when we're being oppressed from our government. This is an internal, uh, an internal problem that we have. Well, and, and he goes in and talks about what happens in Washington, D.C. Like, if you go to Washington, D.C., the federal government has so much security on themselves. I mean, mm -hmm. what did they have to do to their own people to feel like they have to protect themselves and fortify themselves against the very people that are supposed to be representatives in that government? Think about it. Mm -hmm. I mean, it, they, they put fences around it and treat it as if we're outsiders. That we, nothing to see here. You, you are not allowed to have rights unless we give you those rights. And the other part of the lesser magistrate was they are replacing God-given rights. You know, the rule of law based on God's principles. They're replacing that with man's principles, yeah. which if, if you look at what's happening today, he was prophetic back in 2013. He was seeing what most people, even, even I, was blind to it. I was like, there's no way people believe this stuff, that you could yeah. just change your gender, just chop it off. Yeah. Now you're a woman. Or the opposite, you can grow one. I don't know, but it, it doesn't make a lot of sense to me. Mm -hmm why we're where we are, the sensibilities are going out the window. And it's because we have removed God and they've done it on purpose. And then this book, and I know we're going to be talking about gun control. We have a lot of things that you put together in this. But if, if you look at this book, this book also talks about the church being infiltrated mm -hmm. and the fact that they're accepting what happens in society saying, oh no, we just have to accept them. Yeah. So, so much so that an Episcopal church, Episcopal church is holding a drag queen show inside of their church. 
Did you hear about this? I did not. I'm not. I'm. I, you know, it's sad because I'm not terribly surprised. It hurts my heart, um, mostly for them because what we're talking about is apostasy. I wrote a piece. Uh, I think it was towards the end of last year called the uh, the tragic of the tragic apostasy of tolerance, and it was talking about how. Um, the it's about the Abrahamic Covenant House that's coming in in Abu Dhabi that is a, a, a Muslim Jewish Christian center that they're putting all together uh, into this you know one world religion it's basically the pr- the precursor for for one world religion but in that article uh, I talked about a, a I think it was in either Oklahoma or Kentucky a uh, church where the pastor had done a co-event with um, a Muslim uh, with a with a mosque and with and with a, a Muslim cleric and uh, said that the Muslim call to prayer is a part of our liturgical condi- uh, liturgical tradition, uh, and that was a Episcopalian pr- yeah. uh, pastor. So I'm not surprised by it. It hurts my heart, especially for them, because God judges apostasy quite harshly. But uh, you know, if you're one of the worst things that you can do is lead the sheep away from Jesus. So if you're in a position of authority as a pastor. Um, you're held to a higher standard, and, and God's pretty clear about that. And so it, it hurts my heart for them, but I'm not surprised by it. It it th- th- it blows my mind. It absolutely blows my mind that we're even having to have a conversation about it. Yeah, I mean, it it really does. So, le- but let's jump right into it. Over the weekend, there was a bill that was put forth uh, charging for um, AR-15s, which, by the way, does not mean assault rifle. It does not mean assault rifle. It means Armalite. It's the name of the manufacturer of the AR-15. But the AR-15, they want to tax... But calling it an assault rifle is better for the narrative, so... They, they want to they tax those arms at 1,000%, making it impossible for them to own. Now, keep in mind that the government always goes to taking more of your dollars, putting it into their coffers, mm-hmm. and justifying it, saying that it's a deterrent for young people because they won't be able to afford it. Turning a weapon into a $20,000 gun, from ten to $5,000 to $20,000. I mean, this is what we're up against. And by the way, the easiest way to do this for for us for to do that, I'm gonna just let me get around it really quick. Ready? You you charge a thousand dollars, right? A thousand percent tax. Great. I'm gonna sell you a box of ammo for twelve hundred dollars, and I'm gonna sell you the gun for a penny. Mm -hmm. There you go. Yeah. And and at the end of the day, you can't tell me what I can sell that ammo for, and I'll be sign a waiver. It says, and, and this, here's the point, we shouldn't have to do that. I mean, go back to the magistrate, the, of the doctrine of the lesser magistrate very clearly states that we are allowed to stand up. We should stand up. Everybody's like, oh, you can't, you can't call for violence or you can't tell people to get in the gap. Yes, I can. And I'm not calling for violence. I'm calling for people to get in the gap. Yeah. Now, violence begets violence. So if they come at us, then, then we have every right to defend ourselves. See, that's, that's what the Second Amendment is about. And that's what they're trying to take away. They're trying to take away our right to defend ourselves. They're trying to say we don't have a natural right to self-defense. Um, if the person coming at us has an assault rifle, uh, then you know we're, we're we can't we we can't have that. We are we've lost our our right to self-defense. That's the whole point of this: is that you have to be reliant upon the government for your defense. You have to be re- reliant upon the police, who, uh, as we saw in Uvalde you know, oftentimes get it wrong and people die because of their inaction. Well, and we're, we're now showing, um, we, we, like we said, you know, fever pitch. So uh, let's, let's do B3 
Mr. Producer, if you could just play B3 for us real quick. I don't know. B3. Okay. Okay. All right. Well, we'll come back to... We're, we'll we're, we're having some... Okay, let's go ahead and play it. You got Chicago, for example. They already have plenty of very strict gun laws, some of the strictest in the country. 47 people shot there over the Memorial Day weekend. Nine of them died. So which law would have prevented any of that? All right, well... Do, do we think that all these people in Chicago who are shooting each other are legally buying their guns? So here's, here, here's a couple of examples for you. I was just talking about the red flags law. Um, there are some examples here of how they've prevented tragedies. In California, a study showed that study a California show. red flag law has She's assisted in the prevention the of 21 right. mass shootings but between she pulls 2016 on and her, 2018. All of her answers have a Florida to do with passing a red flag law say, in 2018, there have been notable cases of few of, of the law intervening in multiple cases of potential violence. Uh, of potential violence. Uh, in C Connecticut and in Indiana, for, for every 10 to 20 preventions under the red flag laws, there was one fewer death than, than would otherwise have been expected. So when it enacted, it does help. There are things that we can do. And one of the things that the, the, the president talks about with expanding, uh, expanding the background checks, if we're able to do that, we are going to take uh, more guns out of the hands of criminals. And that is incredibly okay, 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 important. Okay. Take, so this take this down, take this down, take this down, take this down. All right, let me just tell you why this is a lie. And by the way, she doesn't even believe it. Right. She doesn't believe what she's saying. She has no idea what a, a gun even is. She has no idea. No, she's protected with guns. She knows she's what protected they are. with guns. Yeah. But she, I mean, but she has she's no part idea. Of the what regime. She's, she's definitely protected by guns. But she doesn't believe it. Background checks will take guns out of the hands of criminals. Tell me how that's a possibility. I'll tell you why it can't happen, and it doesn't happen. Is because criminals don't buy it, go to the gun store and just buy a gun. They don't do that. 99.99% of them buys it out of the trunk of a car or goes into the streets and buys a stolen gun. And when they're buying a gun out of the trunk of a car in a back alley, they're not doing a background check. Yeah. So expanding background checks are relevant. Why? Because criminal do criminals don't follow gun laws, as we've said for weeks. But we're still we're still going uh, going back. Let's pull up B one. This is that law that you mentioned. Thousand percent tax on quote assault weapons. Unclear if that includes assault knives and trucks, but uh, for assault weapons here. Um, and you can jump to number two. Thank you. You want to go ahead and read? Yeah. So 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 here. Let me read this to you. Rep. Don Byer from Virginia. <laughs> By the way, Don Beyer owns car dealerships in Virginia. I know because my company used to represent him. He got mad at Penn, even though I left Penn and uh, fired my previous tech company um, that I was the CEO of. Um, but he owns a bunch of car dealerships. And he says he's divested, but he hasn't. Mm -hmm. So I want to be really clear. If you live in the DC DMV area, just don't buy anything from the Don Beyer group. Don't buy anything. Don't buy a part. Don't get your car serviced there. Don't do anything. Because you're going to put money in the pockets of this guy called Don Beyer, who owns all the Beyer dealerships. And, and by the way, they, they're pissed off at me because I came forward on the election fraud. How well is that going through? I mean, yeah. you saw what happened in the last Vindicated. couple of days? Vindicated. Vindicated 100%. Because you want to stand up for Democrats, not for the rule of law and the voice of the American people.
Yeah, you know what we see evidence of when it comes to election fraud? I made effing sure of that. That's what we see a yeah. whole lot of evidence oh, and of it's, when it's it comes right to back election to fraud. Comes right back to Coomer. Right. Oh, the, the information. Oh, okay, I'm not allowed uh, to talk about it we're yet. We're on guns. All right, so, guns. <laughs> so pull so, this back up. But let me read this real yeah, quick. Ron, uh, Rep. Don Beyer is drafting legislation to impose a hefty tax on assault-style weapons in the wake of recent mass shootings across the United States. Beyer's office told The Hill the proposal will work around to avoid GOP opposition to legislation outright banning the high-capacity weapons. Congressman Beyer has seen action to prevent gun violence obstructed by Senate Republicans using the filibuster after horrific mass shootings for years. This legislation represents an effort to put a new option on the table for those who believe that gun safety reforms are urgently needed to save lives. Buyer Deputy Chief of Staff Aaron Fitchner said in an email, by the pa way. Pause there. Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say, uh, you know, the the new options, this tax option that they're pursuing is because they can't get through what they want to get through. So they're trying votes. to go around the legislative process here. And again, th these are people that can basically think that they can do whatever they want. But at the end of the day, who gets the money? Who gets the money? The government. The government gets the money. So the government gets to take more money from everyday Americans. More money. And, and by the way, what will end up happening, what will end up happening is it will drive down the cost of these guns to next to nothing, and we will find ways around actually charging them anything for that gun. We'll give away a gun for free if you buy this ammo. And you guys think we're kidding. You think we're kidding. That's what it's come to. But we shouldn't even have to do it. We shouldn't have to do we shouldn't have to fight our own government when we're actually being enslaved by them and they want to take more of our hard-earned money. 52 cents on the dollar already goes to the government. How much more do they want? They want their pound of flesh. Everywhere you turn they want their pound of flesh. Yeah. And by the way, this has this has nothing to do with the guns, but I'm going to tell you this. Illegal aliens get about $4,000 a month. Illegal aliens get $4,000 a month. The average check for people that have worked 40 or 50 years in this country, 40, 50 years, is $1,200. They, they live and, and eat meagerly, while illegal aliens get three times the amount that they get, and they've worked their ass off for 50 years in this nation, giving tax money every year for 50 years. Veterans, 60,000 of them are homeless. How many of the people do you think that come across the border are homeless with $4,000 a month? They have, they have declared the American people the enemy. Mm. We are their enemy. But I want to read more of this. Buyers proposed tax AR-15 model weapon and other firearms considered assault weapons, which could be anything, slippery slope. According to the terms set in a separate bill from Rep. David uh, Cecilian, Breyer's office told The Hill, the act defines such firearms as military-style assault weapons and high-capacity uh, ammunition magazines, according to a press release from Sicilian at the time of the introduction in March of last year. So the act, the actual legislative language that's used is military style assault weapons and high capacity ammunition magazines. That's the so so leaving it up to the regulators to decide what is a military style assault weapon. Is that a nine millimeter that can blow your lung out of your body, according to the president of the United States? Or are we just talking about AR-style weapons? Oh, no, we're also talking about high-capacity ammunition magazines, which are already regulated here in Colorado and in many other states. There, this, is, this is going after 
from a from, they they can't do it from a legislative standpoint. The American people do not support it. They cannot get these measures through. So what are they going to do? They're going to tax. They're going to make it so that you can't afford. And you know w- we saw last week, I think it was where Trudeau did the the ban on handguns and said we're doing a freeze on handguns in in the nation of Canada. And they said, oh, we don't expect that this is going to make handgun sales go up. They've they've, they've blown up. Yeah, they have. Blown yeah, up. Canadians I mean, we're, we're are rushing out to try and get guns while they still can, and Americans should be doing the same thing because these criminals are coming for your guns. No, no, we should stand in the gap. We should stand in the gap. These people are trash. They're not Americans. They've proven that they want to take American dollars and ship it overseas. They want to take American jobs and ship them overseas. They want to take our education system and make a mockery of it in our country in order to weaken the constitution of our children. And now they want to kick the, the last thing. The la- and you would say, you know, Biden said you need Abram tanks and, and F-16s. No, I don't. No, I don't. No, we don't. And this is a call to people that are in the military and people who are in the police. Grow some balls and stand up for what's right. The oath that you took to stand up against adversaries and, and terrorists, enemies, foreign and domestic. That's why that was put in there, foreign and domestic. And that's what these people are. They're domestic terrorists. Yeah. And we want to act like they're not. Law-abiding citizens are the account for 99.99% of the people that own these weapons. And they're not assault rifles. That's the name they gave them. They're guns that we use to defend our families. They're guns that we use to go out and target practice. They're guns that we do use in order to be able to fight back against tyranny. Mm-hmm. And you can say, oh, oh, fight back against tyranny. You're, are you declaring war on the, on the government? No, they've declared war on us. And they, are, they do not represent us. They have enslaved us. The 3rd of November 2020 was the final nail in the coffin for enslaving the American people. And now they're coming for your guns because they know. They know that the American people are pissed off. That's why they keep throwing everything at us, throwing it, CRT, you know, white fragility. I mean, you get go down the masculinity, toxic masculinity. They keep throwing more and more things at us. Ignore all that. The election was stolen, and you better keep your guns. And if you don't, you get in the gap. And $6 gasoline, we should be in the streets right now. Right now we should be in the streets. We should be putting, pushing against the walls of these buildings and saying we've had enough, $6 gas. And they created it. They created the problem. It's, it's absolutely fabricated. This is, this is a manufactured crisis. The, the, it, it's, it's stunning to see what they're doing. Um, can you pull up A1, please, Mr. Producer? So as you can see here, the, the names of those that were killed in Tulsa's medical center shooting last week um, have been released. You won't see a lot of this on the news because this shooting doesn't fit the narrative. As a reminder, this uh, this was a, a black man who went in and shot up a Tulsa Medical Center because he blamed his surgeon for screwing up his back surgery and he was in a lot of pain. Remains unclear what kind of gun control measures would have stopped this shooting. Uh, we haven't gotten any of that, but let's go through uh, quickly and, and just look at the names here. Um, thank you. So the shooter, they're not naming the shooter, 45-year-old black man who blamed one of the victims for his ongoing back pain. 
so he is he he's dead. Great, which is great. Um, we definitely we we definitely are happy about that. Looking at the victims here, we've got uh, Preston Phillips, 59. This is the surgeon. He was an orthopedic surgeon who performed back surgery on the gunman on May 19th. After that, the gunman continually called Phillips' office to complain of pain and demand additional treatment. Phillips provided treatment to the gunman on May 31st, but on June 1st, the patient called yet again to complain. Um, so one thing to question is, was this drug-seeking behavior, Right. So he had surgery. He uh, he had um, pain, ongoing pain. On May 31st, uh, it says Phillips provided treatment to the gunman. Unclear about what that is. Is it is it that he gave him a script for pain med or whatever? But then the next day he called back. If you jump to the next one, uh, Stephanie Hewson, 48. Uh, her ex-husband told NBC News that she decided to enter the medicine field to help patients the way doctors helped her when she broke her foot in a car accident. She graduated from Oklahoma State University for Health Services Medical School, worked, in the, worked as a sports and internal med medicine specialist at the Warren Center. Uh, Amanda Dawn Glenn, 40 years old, described by her family as a devoted wife and mother of two boys. Uh, true servant's heart, Amanda always put everyone else first. She was the happiest just being with her family with the most amazing love for her boys and her husband. She worked in the medical field for over 18 years. Family says she always had the brightest smile and the kindest spirit. She is survived by her husband, Jonathan Glenn, and her two sons. And then finally, William Love, who is 73, he may be seen as a hero for his brave response to the shooter. Love was at the center with his wife, Deborah, and held, the door, held a door closed so that others could escape, sacrificing himself. William's Love family would like for us to share at the time of shooting, he heard the gunshots, knew his wife would not be able to escape the building on her own, so he sacrificed his life for her, police said in their Facebook statement. So, you know, we're hearing a lot about Uvalde and what happened in the Uvalde shooting, which, uh, you know, that, that, hits, that hits the narrative real well. But this, this shooting does not. And so we don't, we don't get to hear really about these victims too much, Joe. No, we don't. It, it, but even the Uvalde shooting doesn't, doesn't fit the, the narrative. It doesn't fit the narrative because as they're trying to glass over, and that's what they do, they glass over the facts. The facts are is that they were cowards down in Uvalde. The facts are that they could have stopped this gunman. The facts are someone propped the door open for this gunman. Yeah, propped the door open. That the door was open because somebody propped the door open inside of the school to let this madman in. That actually happened. And so, and then they didn't go in. They were watching gunfire. I would have run into that school with no gun. And I think 99% of those parents would have as well. Matter of fact, they would have all gone together. And you Had might they shoot, not been restrained by the police and, you, and not allowed to go save their children. And you might shoot one of us. You might shoot two of us. But you're not going to shoot all of us. You won't have time. So we, a couple might die, but the children would have been saved. Mm -hmm. And we haven't even talked about the children who, by the way, bled out. Because they sat outside that classroom for an hour. Mm -hmm. we, we've had a couple of cases of, of people that that have used AR-15s to defend their families. So look, guys, we're, we're going to be talking about hammering Congress on gun, gun, gun bills. 
We're going to be hammering Congress on gun bills every single day, every day. Why? Because that's what they're coming from. But the other part is, is that we have to get in the streets. So I've been talking to a bunch of different organizations and I was like, listen, use your web. Let's get all the organizations and all the people to just shut things down. Just shut it down. Like we're done. We'll have a, we're done rally. We're done. We're done being slaves. We're done being slaves. We're not your slaves. We're not your servants. We're not your subjects. But that's how they want to treat us is that we're their subjects. We're the stupid ones. And we are stupid because we let these evil, weak, ineffective, corrupt people steal from us. Every single day, they steal more from us. They stole our voice on November 3rd. They stole it before in the primaries in 2022. They literally uncovered the fraud inside of the Dominion machines in Georgia, literally in in Cobb County and in Fulton County. They covered it. They, they, they caught them red-handed, yeah. switching votes. They caught them red-handed inside of the system, switching votes. So now we have multiple reports. We have all of this stuff. We have people that are in Congress that do not belong there. They were not elected. They were selected. They were put in that position. And your vote doesn't matter. So when is it going to become more important to you to stand up and say something and do something? I see... I, I see all this stuff on Telegram and other places saying, when are we going to see, when are we going to see all this happen? When are we going to see Q come to, come to light? Well, what, what, that, what are you doing? Let me call you out. What are you doing? What, are you, it, it has to be about you at some point. All right, we got to give one of our sponsors a shout out. So we're going to go to IP Vanish. If you're tired of feeling like someone's always watching you on the internet, many advertisers know a little too much about you, I think or you're concerned about your privacy of your identity, IPVanish is here to protect your right to privacy and help you stay anonymous online. It helps you safely browse the internet without exposing your private details to third parties, such as hackers, your ISP, or advertisers. You can use IPVanish on your computers, tablets, phones, even devices like your Fire Stick when you're streaming media. When you use it, all of your data is encrypted. That means that all your private details, passwords, communication, browser history, and more will be completely shielded from falling in the wrong hands. Even your physical location will be hidden. You can use it on unlimited devices, and for our listeners, you get a, an incredible 70% off their yearly plan to our list with 30-day money-back guarantee. It's like getting nine months for free. It's super easy to use. All you have to do is tap one button, and you're instantly protected. You won't even know it's on. Stop sharing with the world everything you watch. Go to ipvanish.com slash daily. Use promo code daily and save your 70% off. So, so I'm, you know, I talk about stolen elections a lot. And I, no matter what we talk about, I always come back to stolen elections mm-hmm. because these people are saying that they can bypass the filibuster. They can, they can literally just Democrats, stolen elections, people that don't belong in those positions. Illegitimate government. That, that's what we're dealing with. Let's mm-hmm. call it what it is. It's to- illegitimate government. And we saw, we see it, you know, at, at a federal level, certainly, but at a statewide level as well. We've seen, uh, you know, going back to stolen elections, we've seen them steal an election and then amass power through legislative means. Uh, I had a conversation this weekend with um, a surrogate who came to speak on behalf of Ken Buck. He, he was sent by Ken Buck, who's my congressman, um, and he was sent to speak about uh, election. And he tried to explain to me that when, when, Congressman Buck says that, you know, Colorado elections are the gold standard. He knows that there's challenges with our elections, but what he really means is that they're not as bad as, say, a Pennsylvania or an Arizona or a Georgia. And I looked at him and I said, false. 
I said, the reason that we don't hear about Colorado the same way that we hear about Michigan, Wisconsin, Georgia, um, Arizona is not because we 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 is because we didn't force through unconstitutional laws. They forced those laws through over the past ten years. It's it, all of those changes that got them caught are consistent with Colorado law. The guy, by the way, was was uh, blown away. I think I red pilled a Ken Buck surrogate at an event this weekend. Wow! <laughs> but. Um, but we are looking at illegitimate government and we're looking at them doing everything that, that they can to amass power before the American people finally rise up against the illeg illegitimate government in a peaceful way. OK, so here, here's so um, Dana Lausch went a little do bit. Do C1 ballistic. first. Do the video first that she's responding to. Mr. Producer, can you play C1? OK. And I would yield back gentleman to yield? the chair. Yes. The gentleman yield. Uh, gentlelady yield. I, I just want to add that uh, there is no research to support the idea that women's gun ownership increases their safety, regardless of whether they're um, uh, in-person violence victims. That's a lie. In yeah. fact, studies show the opposite. That's that a women lie. Women living in households with a firearm are at greater risk of homicide. A study of female intimate partner homicide risk factors found that even for women who lived apart from their abuser, there was no evidence of protective impact from owning a gun. And a California study found that women who purchased a gun died by firearm homicide at twice the rate of women who did not. Okay, so I want to put up Dana Lausch's response. Well, and, and one thing to note is that we're constantly showing evidence that we see with our own eyes, right? We're constantly showing the results of policies. We're showing, you know, the 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 downstream implication of these terrible of these terrible leftist policies. What they do is show you studies and they show you experts, what experts say. Don't look don't 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 believe your own eyes. Don't believe what you're seeing. Don't believe looking around and seeing how bad everything is right. Trust the studies and trust the experts. That's that's what Nadler is saying there. But let's go ahead and pull up C2. Okay, so easy for a man protected by guns to mans mansplain to women that we should disarm. Tell this woman or this woman or her. And we have these. We can pull them. We can pull them up if you just want to navigate through them. Yep. Okay, so a woman fights back, shoots suspect after five men try to rob her an ATM. Oh, well, that that's not convenient. By the way, that was on March 18th of 2020. Keep going. Woman killed while waiting for gun permit for protection. A New Jersey woman waiting to get her hand permit, her handgun permit was found stabbed to death outside her home uh, this week by the very person, by the by alleged very person she was trying to get a gun to protect herself against. That's like a Jacob Blake kind of situation, right? Like Jacob Blake was uh, was lifted up as some sort of hero, right? But he was actually at the home of the woman that he had raped. Okay, so let's go to the next one, C5. Uh, victim of violent home invasion speaks credits wife for saving his life with an AR-15. The bruises and swelling on Jeremy King's face tell the story of a man who was on the receiving end of a brutal attack. But his action, his actual account is far more harrowing than his injuries suggest. And, and this, by the way, uh, is unbelievable. You can see the stitches on his, on his eye. They literally beat this guy. And mm -hmm. if it wasn't for his wife, he'd be dead. Now, I wanna, there's some other stuff that I want to be able to bring up. I'm going to grab it real quick. Um, that'll show you that 1.4 million times a year, a gun is used to defend people in their homes as a great equalizer. 1.4 million times a year. 1.4 million. 
And while you're pulling that up, you know, when we watched the uh, press secretary get up and talk about how the studies show that red flag laws have stopped all these different crimes. What we never hear from the government is the crimes that were stopped from handguns, the crimes that were stopped from firearms, right? Um, and we're going to, we're, we're, while, while you're pulling that up, I'm going to go into just if you could go. So there's there's a, a horrible, um, horrible, uh, this is C7, Mr. Producer, uh, attack in in a Catholic church in Nigeria. So they basically set off a bomb and then went in and shot up this church. And this is and the reason we're talking about Nigeria and bringing this up is this is the future, guys. If we disarm the American people, we create more gun-free zones. This is the future. And so, uh, Mr. Producer, you could play C8 and then just go right into C9. Just ca caution to the audience. This is very graphic. <laughs> At least 50 people killed in this attack and dozens more injured. While we're watching, I'll just read here, government launched an assault on a Catholic church in Ondo State in Nigeria during mass on Sunday, killing more than 50 people in a, quote, satanic attack, and quote, local officials and volunteers said. Um, thanks. I think we're good. We're, we're good on that. But this is this is what, you know, think about how many times we've seen uh, gunmen stopped in churches. Right. That you see we've I, I know in the past few years um, and, and we didn't pull these cuts, but we can see that, you know, guns save lives, guns stop mass shooters. And uh, that's that what we see in Nigeria is if you have a place where you don't have guns, you have gun free zones, whether that's a school or a church or a medical building or any other type of government building or wherever else they want us to be without our ability to protect ourselves. Uh, that's that's what you get. That's that is what uh, that's what happens when you don't have the right to defend yourself. You're at the mercy of the perpetrators. Okay, so as we as we start going, oh, they changed the paper. Oh yeah. This is unbelievable. Okay, so so this paper, by the way, let me see if I can find it real quick. Yeah. Okay, let me just put this up, if you would, Mr. Producer. I just put it up there. So this is a 2021 National Firearm Survey. And this is, um, for those of you who don't know, this is School of Business Research at Georgetown uh, School of Business. This is a research paper. Um, it was posted on the 16th of July, 2021. Um, if we could put this up, the report summarized the findings of a national survey of firearm ownership and use conducted between February 17th and March 23rd, 2021 by the professional survey firm Sentiment. This survey, which is a part of the larger book project, aims to provide the most comprehensive assessment of firearm ownership and use patterns in America to date. So it goes on in the second paragraph to state, consistent with other recent survey research, the surveys find an, an overall rate of adult ownership 31.9%, uh, suggesting an excess of 81.4 million Americans age 18 and over own firearms. The survey further finds that approximately a third of gun owners, 31.1%, have used a firearm to defend themselves or their property, often on more than one occasion. And an estimate that guns are used defensively 
estimated that guns are used defensively by firearms owners in approximately 1.67 million incidents per year. Let me say that again, okay? It is, it is estimated that guns are used defensively by firearm owners in approximately 1.67 million incidents per year. Handguns are the most common firearm deployed for self-defense, using 65.9% of defensive incidents. And in most defensive incidents, 81.9%, no shot was fired. Approximately. Read, read that part again. In most defensive incidents, 82% of defensive incidents involving a firearm, no shot was fired. Meaning the, the presence of the firearm was enough to deter the incident. Yeah, well, and, and I think that it's, it's a great equalizer. Approximately a quarter, 25.2 of defensive incidents occurred within the gun owner's home. And approximately half, 53.9% occurred outside of their home, but on their property. About one out of 10, 9.1%, defensive gun users occurred in public. And about one out of every 20, 4.8% occurred at work. A majority of gun owners indicate they carry a handgun for self-defense in at least some circumstances. And about 35% of gun owners report carrying a handgun with some frequency. We estimate that approximately 20.7 million gun owners, 26.3%, carry a handgun in public under a concealed carry regime. And 34.9% of gun owners report that they have been instances of which they wanted to carry a handgun for self-defense, but local rules did not allow them to carry. The average gun owner owns five firearms, and handguns are the most common type of firearms. 48% of gun owners have owned magazines that hold over 10 rounds, and 30.2% of gun owners, totaling about 24.6 million of individuals, have... Now, get this ready. Ready? This is what they're saying. And it's really important that you understand this part, okay? Totaling about 24.6 million individuals have owned an AR-15 or similar style rifle. Demographically, gun owners are diverse. 42.4% are female, so they don't want to protect females. 57.8% are male. Approximately 25.4% of blacks own firearms. 28.3% of Hispanics own firearms. 19.4% of Asians own firearms. And 34.3% of whites own firearms. I mean, I, I want to put this in perspective for you. What, why this is really important. I want to go back to this one part, totaling 24.6 million individuals own an AR-15 or similar style rifle. So what you're saying is that these three, four, five people, these three, four, five people that you have out there, three, four, five people out there in the, in the market, those three, four, five people that have committed these, these heinous crimes, which by the way, almost all of them would have been avoided. The guy in, in, in King Supers, he was known on the FBI list, and he still went in and bought a gun. And they were tracking the guy, and they still let him go in there and murder a bunch of people. And he did not choose to walk into his own area. He went to the place that has the least likelihood that someone will own a gun or be armed inside of that environment. He went to Crazyville over near Boulder. Yep. Truth. Because an armed society is a polite society. If we talk about Uvalde. Two guns, shot his grandmother, chased him, propped open door, police did nothing, and watched these children be murdered. They should all be charged with an accessory to murder. Every last one of the officers that held back those parents should be start charged with an accessory to murder. And all those parents should sue the police. Now, 24.6 million. 
individuals own an AR-15. 26.4 million. And they want to demonize 24.6 million for a handful of sickos. Tell me what the sense, tell me what sense is made by any of that. But while you do that, I need to talk about one of our sponsors, Air Medcare Network. Today's podcast, again, sponsored by Air Medcare Network. If you live in a rural area, it's hard to reach by road. If you like to hike or spend time outdoors, we want to make sure our family, your family is protected in a medical emergency if you ever need to be air medically transported. But with Air Medcare Network, you're covered for as little as $85 a year. Your whole household will be covered in case you ever need to be air medically transported. Simply go to airmedcarenetwork.com slash daily and use promo code daily and receive up to a $50 Visa gift card when you sign up today. It's fire insurance. $85 a year covers your whole family. Go to airmedcarenetwork.com slash daily and use promo code daily just to get a gift card. And you can also get an Amazon gift card, but don't get that. Okay. I actually took it out of the, out of the mix on this as well. So, so the further we get into this stuff, we talked about what happened in Nigeria. We talked about the, the women that defend themselves. And th these cases happen every day, all day. Well, and I think, too, as well, you know, we, we heard the press sec secretary talking about red flag laws. And we know it's almost every single mass shooting is shooter was known to the FBI. Right. It's almost every single one. They know about they know about these people, but they're not doing anything about. So we have laws that they won't uh, that they won't enforce. And they just want to give us more laws. Remember, in Chicago, in L.A., in New York, they have the, the strongest gun control measures in the nation. They also have the highest rates of gun violence in the nation. And yeah. that's, yeah, I mean, that's what we're, what we're seeing here. So I want to I point out a few things related to some of the legislation. There are currently 26 bills that are, that are trying to be passed right now. And the both leadership of the Democrats and the Republicans say they don't want Joe Biden involved in any of the negotiations that are happening in Congress. They both have said, we don't want anybody to be a part of it. Um, Lindsey Graham said that he welcomes getting these bills uh, into Congress so they can pass some common sense gun control in this negotiation. Common sense. I, I have to tell you, the only thing that they're trying to do is disarm the American people. That's it. They knew about these sickos long ago. Sickos didn't just wake up one day and say, I'm a sicko. They knew about them. And they want to do a red flag law. They want to tax the living hell out of Americans again. They want to do everything they can to take from you. Every road that you're on now, they, see, they've gotten smart. They're like, you know what? We're just going to put tolls everywhere. So not only do you have to pay gas tax and everything else that's supposed to pay for the roads, we're going to also tax you to be on the road. Yep. And, and th this is the problem with America is that we haven't woken up to the idea that they've taken all of natural law and they've replaced it with whatever I tell you you have to do. It is slavery. It's slavery. And if you don't believe me, talk to the tens of millions and billions of people across the world that are currently facing it. New Zealand, Australia, Canada. I mean, go, go to Mexico. The people talking to one of my friends who's from Mexico, he goes, Joe, you even speak the wrong word and there's a chance you'll end up dead. And I go, what are you talking about? He goes, you can't talk about the police being corrupt because you might be talking to someone whose brother's on the police force, so you have to remain silent. He goes, you can't talk, to, you can't talk about the cartels because they literally will come to you and shoot you and kill you. That's the reality. 
You can't report on it. You can't be a, a whistleblowing reporter because they will come in with better weapons than most militaries around the world, and they will literally destroy and annihilate your whole family and leave bodies strewn all over the street. That's what happens when the people can't own guns and the cartels, the criminals, and the police own the guns. We are dealing with And that's what they're trying to bring about here. That's what they're that that that's the goal is to disarm the American people. I don't know, Mr. Producer, if we have that video of Biden. It was a there was a quick video of Biden talking about just do something. I don't know if we have that. If we can if we have it, just give me a thumbs up. No, we don't. Okay. So they're they're saying common sense. They're saying it's crazy. I mentioned uh, I think last week or the week before the the Barry Weiss article that came out and said that our inability to do something uh, uh, to, to disarm the American people, what they call it gun control, but to, to disarm the American people is in effect child sacrifice, right? This from people who literally sacrifice children at the altar of convenience. You know, it, we're in a state of lawlessness. I mean, that, that really is what you'd have to describe where we at, are at as a nation. We're in a state of lawlessness. So we gave you a couple of bills. We have a couple of bills that are coming across the, the plate. We're going to go over. I'm gonna, tonight I'm going to break down one of the, the bill about the 1,000% tax. I have that. I haven't finished reading it, so I'm going to read that for tonight. And then I'm going to talk to you a little bit tonight about the um, uh, um, stolen elections and what's happening in Georgia. And Nick, by the way, did a amazing job breaking down what happened in Georgia. Mosader. Yeah. Yeah, he did. And he he broke it down. I mean, he didn't he didn't get into the details. So this weekend I got into the details. I got into the meat of looking at this specific election. He showed screenshots of how they changed the election results that that changed the outcome of that commissioner's race in that local area. And it showed how that the the votes were actually switched using the ICX ability to um, change the um, QR code. But didn't they just say it was human error? It's not human error. Guys, it's not, it's not, we already know it's not human error. We, we know it's not human error. We don't think it's not human error. We know it's not right. human error. And we know that it's in the machines. It's yeah. human design. No, it, oh, it it's, is. It's the human, human design of the fraud. And, you know, we uh, are talking about, you know, in, in Mexico where the cartels run things and in Canada where the cartels run things. Um, and that's what they're what they're trying to bring about here. That is why we will be vocal about all of it. The way that we protect our rights is to use them. And so we will use our First Amendment rights uh, and, and our Second Amendment rights and all of our rights. We will use them uh, and, and we'll make them come and take them away from us. You know, uh, I was looking up uh, verses this morning as we're talking about uh, talking about gun control and talking about, um, you know, kind of that feeling of oppression that we're dealing with uh, right now as we are we have an, an illegitimate government, an illegitimate regime who's doing everything that they can to defy the will of the people who are supposed to be in charge in this country. And I came across uh, Psalm 14, 6, which says the wicked frustrate the plans of the oppressed, but the Lord will protect his people. And it was just a good reminder to remember that this battle's already won. This uh, this this war is um, we're we're living it and it's and it's hard and it's oppressive, but we know how this ends. Yes, we do. We absolutely do. Um, so we're out of time, and uh, tonight we'll have a great discussion. Um, you know, I'm, I'm, I am watching the 
one person will vote just said the GA just Georgia just recertified, so must be okay without researching the anomaly. They didn't do the research and they didn't have the numbers. Matter of fact, they just said, hey, the, everything's okay here. Must and be now, okay. now everyone in Georgia is up in arms, and they should be because it basically is the smoking gun inside of the machines. They, they keep making mistake after mistake and then saying that it's human error. It's not right. human error. And by the way, if you have a machine that can be manipulated that easily, then it's not a machine that should ever be used in an election. Get rid of the mail-in ballots. And by the way, when I say get in the gap, when I say the, the lesser magistrate, you walk in and you say the machines have to go. And we walk in by the thousands, not by the hundreds or a couple. And we, make, we, we force the police. Everyone's afraid to get arrested. Every, everyone's afraid that, oh, it might take away my livelihood. You have no idea what is coming down the pike. And that is, that is not telling you that it's just, hey, everything's going to be hokey-dory. No, it's not going to be hokey-dory. It's not. Everything's not going to go back to normal. There, there's $6 gas out there, and we have a pipeline, and we have a full supply. And I think you guys played it, and that is the Flying J CEO. If you miss this part, let me just tell you this. If you miss this part, the Flying J CEO, the, the, the CEO of Flying J, said that the Union Pacific Railroad said cut your shipments and production by 50% or face an embargo of death fluid. They provide nearly 30%, more than 30%, of the nation's supply of death fluid. Death fluid now, by the way, is nearly double the price it was six months ago. Gas prices are $6 a gallon, not because we don't have access to supply, because they are creating a quantitative deal where they're saying we're cutting off supply. They're artificially inflating our rates in order to punish the American people. Yes. And when are you, when are you going to stand up and say, I'm no longer a slave? You have that option now. All right. So we'll talk more about this tonight, but I'm going to pray and get us off here so that we can, uh, you know, turn over Frank's speech to the next uh, hour. I don't know who's after us on Frank's speech. I'm not sure it's the same every day. Yeah. We'll take a look at that. We'll find out so that we can give him a good, give him a good pitch yeah, before absolutely. we end the show each day. So, Father God, thank you for the opportunity we have to, to have this uh, amazing show. Thank you for the, the people that listen that are the ambassadors of truth. Father, I would ask you to just be with those ambassadors of truth, that they can spread truth and that they can uh, make themselves knowledgeable on the doctrine of the lesser magistrate. It was eye-opening, Father how we can bring back the principles, God's laws, or laws that are based off of God's principles and not man-made principles is going to be paramount for us to repairing and restoring our communities. Father, I would just ask you to, to bless those that are on this call and, or on this broadcast and even those that aren't, that they may be covered and protected by you. You may guard their hearts and guard their minds. Help us that we may go about our business on a daily basis or today and this week that we may do so and honor you. I say all these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. All right. So that's it. And by the way, it's the, the Hope Report is on Lindell TV. Oh, now. great. History is his history. So, um, so that's it for this episode of Conservative Daily Podcast. You can, you can find us live on Frank's Beach. We go live 10 a.m. Mountain Time and 4 p.m. Mountain Time, Monday through Friday. Um, you can go to conservative-daily.com, Rumble, DLive, CloudHub, and Frank's Speech. We'll have a couple more that we'll be putting it up on there as well. Uh, go over there, smash the Rumble button on your way out, or share it. The only way that we grow and the only way we get truth out is if you become the ambassador of truth. Smash the Rumble button on the way out. We're now also on Brighteon. 
Um, we just put the videos up there and uh, people find us on the internet. We did it because, frankly, that we're trying to beat all the algorithms on Google who try to suppress um, the message. Um, if you want to find us on the audio version, go to Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Pandora, iHeartRadio, TuneIn, Podbean, and Audible. Uh, go over there, give us a five-star review, and share it with someone that needs to hear it. Um, if you need a reminder when we go live, you can text the word FREEDOM to 89517. And you can also, in the description below, uh, or in the description, you can, you can sign up for our newsletter um, so you can get access to the daily blasts. Guys, listen, we are, we are at the end. We are at the end. This is kind of that fork in the road that we get in the gap and we do something about it. If you get a chance, I may even read a chapter of the doctrine of the lesser magistrate tonight. I may even actually read it to you so that you'll know how freakish it was for me to read it. When I read it, 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 it was as if it was as if I was talking about something that I talked about previously. And my friend, uh, he goes by Yoda. Um, so shout out to you, Yoda. I appreciate you. Sent it to me and says, you need to read this book. That was on Saturday. So Sunday, or excuse me, Saturday night, I was like, I don't know why it keeps bothering me. Like, I need to read this book. I need to read this book. Um, I read it. Actually, I got it on, on the Audible version, and I listened to it on the way down to Houston. So um, that's it. That's it for this episode of Conservative Daily Podcast. My name is Joe Oltman. And I'm Ash Up. God bless everyone. Hey, have a great week, everyone. And listen, th- th- there, there still is a ton of hope because we know how this ends and we know that evil gets defeated but we also know faith without works is dead and that just means that god can only give you the tools you have to be willing to fight it's a part of the test of life so go do his work all right god bless you all